Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Katie Heacock. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that it sounds like Peacock. Yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> It's a rhyming word. (laughs) Today we will be discussing chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the Polyjuice Potion. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're not hiccuping (laughs) during your reread. And you're ready to dive into the details. Before we begin, Megan, with weekly profit news. No, social media news. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So actually, we just decided to change this up. So it's okay. So we'll just roll with it. My brain. Tiffany, we still love you. Listen, when you do something 34 times in a row, it's <laughs> honestly stick. Yeah. Now I got to get out of the habit. It's okay. Know, I'm sorry. Darn it. You can introduce it after the social media. Yeah. I think you, you still should. Can I still say Megan? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'd be sad if you didn't. So we wanted to give you guys um, info on all of our social media channels. So Swish and Flick podcast can be found on Facebook or Swish Flick cast on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure that you also join our Facebook group for discussion as well. It's an amazing community that keeps on growing every day. Also, make sure that you head on over to our YouTube page and subscribe for all of our newest videos. We try our best to post a vlog a week. I've been doing really good lately. Yeah, I'm so. impressed. So, <laughs> Truthfully, though. Um, we not only have our podcast posted there, but weekly vlogs. Sometimes you get to see Sarah and I cook or mine and Katie's adventures or who knows what. I've missed all these cooking experiences. And so... Sounds like a personal problem. It is. And the next one I want to be at, and can I choose the food? Sure. Sure. You can make it. (laughs) We'll all die. I've eaten things you've made, a.k.a. a pot roast. Yeah, your pot roast is delicious. Maybe we should do a vlog on your pot roast. (laughs) What? It'd be like, here's a hunk of meat. (laughs) Here's the crock pot. Salt and pepper, you done. (laughs) What do you want? No, I just don't. I don't. I don't find joy in cooking. I don't either. It I stresses do. me out. I just don't. nope. Katie gets in a real bad mood when she has to cook dinner. I hate it. I mean, like I'll do it, but I hate it. Crockpot man. Yeah. So anyway, make sure that you head on over to YouTube and follow us on our crazy Potter-filled adventures together. Subscribe, like the videos, share them, and make sure you comment. We always try to get back to everybody who comments. 
Um, and you can also join us on Patreon for exclusive access to the Felix Files podcast, which comes out twice a month, uh, a Google Hangout session, and you can even be a guest on the Felix Files. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. Shout out and huge thank you to all of our current patrons. You make this podcast possible with your support. True. Thank you times a million. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Three? Yep. yep. Yes. Ooh, that was good. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the weekly problem with Megan. <laughs> if that could be the intro every time, please. <laughs> <Take a live effort. laughs> All righty. Weekly profit news this week is that just mm. yesterday. 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 Um, Cursed Child previews officially began in New York. Crazy. So, they also <laughs> released pictures of what the new Lyric Theater looks like. Oh, And so it pretty. is gorgeous. Did you guys see the yes. pictures? I saw the outside. Is the nest, though, still in the same area? Yeah. Okay. Have you seen the no, inside? No, but the inside. No, outside. <laughs> what did I say? You said, Wait, I've what? seen the outside. D- okay. That's what I've seen. Oh, okay. They released <laughs> yesterday. They released pictures of the inside renovation. Oh, okay. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's only going to get worse. So they, <laughs> like they, um, they redid like the lights along the wall and they're like dragons or gargoyles or something like holding a lantern. Dang. It's beautiful. And then just like the whole visual of the theater just looks really cool. Um, very Potter-esque. I and then, love that it's like... It's meant for this yeah. story. That's yeah. so cool. Which which makes me believe that it's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. So, um, also, they were posting pictures on Twitter all day yesterday of, like, the preview, like, the first preview and how it was going. There's this beautiful yeah. picture of, I think it's Harry, um, like, Harry. on the stage. Harry. With, like, all, I, I don't know where he's at because I've never seen it, but it's, like, a scene of him. And they were about to start the part two preview. Mm. Um, it's a really good picture. So head on over to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child's Twitter and J.K. Rowling's Twitter. She was retweeting everything. Um, it looked really awesome. And, mm. you know, they also did the Friday 40. Mm-hmm. So mm. anybody who's going to New York and wasn't able to get tickets, people who live in New York, like, try to do the Friday 40. Who knows? They're yeah. apparently really good seats for cheap yeah. So, and if you um, if you go, like, share your experiences along yeah, the way. Yeah, you don't get to go until like next year. Please yeah. just blast our page with pictures, and yeah. updates, and everything. Pictures, how you what you thought about it. Like, if you liked the story before, yeah. Do you still like it just as Did much? Did seeing even more? it change your mind, or if you didn't like it, yeah, yeah. If you now like it. Tell us everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You look so excited. <laughs> Katie's giving me this little smug smile because it's the recap. People want us to record yeah, you doing that. Yeah, don't, because I'm going to look terrible. <laughs> we we almost... should put a vlog together of like just us recording so that people can see our little mannerisms while we record. You're going to think that we're epically Insane. weird. Yeah, <laughs> it takes a lot of uh, facial expression, body expression to get these things out. That's right. <laughs> All right, so recap. Um, so the Polyjuice Potion was coming along nicely, but they still needed ingredients for it. So the trio actually caused a diversion in Snape's class and stole from his personal store. That's very brave. Those Gryffindors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. Lockhart came up with the idea of a dueling club, and we found out Harry can speak Parseltongue. So now Ooh. everyone thinks that he's Precious. the heir of Slytherin. 
Were you translating for me? Yeah. Thank you. Open. Open all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the only word she knows. The only word I know how to say. <laughs> and more people are getting petrified. <clears throat> Justin can never say his last name. Finch Fletchley. Finch Fletchley. Finch Fletchley. I just can't. I can't roll off my tongue. And nearly headless Nick. <laughs> a ghost. <laughs> how can that happen to a ghost? Shocking crazy. face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a summary? No. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I see some words written in the doc. So Harry hits a visit with Dumbledore, and soon Christmas is upon them. The Polyjuice Potion is ready, and after a few turn of events, Harry and Ron make it to the Slytherin common room. When they make it back to the bathroom, they've discovered Hermione has gotten herself into a hairy situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't read that before this moment. I, oh I love that. I mean, not that I know what happens, but you know. Oh, I know what <laughs> Kudos, ma'am. Good job. <laughs> That's a beautiful summary. Kudos. I have all my summaries done for this entire book. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> all right, look at me. Overachiever. My heart is like so proud right now <laughs> as a type A person. <laughs> I almost started a prisoner basketball and I was like, no, I, I was read something else. I was reading God, I can't wait. these chapters and I'm like, we're so close to Prisoner of Azkaban. We are getting really close. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't Spoiler wait. Spoiler alert. That's uh, Sirius Black. Yeah, it is. Oh. What? Okay. Um, so. I love him. He's seriously the coolest person ever. Seriously. Though. Seriously. Seriously? How many of those jokes are we going to do throughout oh, that whole Oh, God. Book? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> They're going to hate us. <laughs> They're going to love us. Well, <laughs> some of them will. <laughs> All right. So we pick up after Justin Finch Fletchley and nearly headless Nick were attacked and petrified. What? I know. Yes. Are you petrified? Of being, of being petrified? petrified? Keep going. Are you worried that the spiders run away? <laughs> that needs to be like the music for one of our episodes. Oh, my God. It does. I can put it in. All right. Are you scared to walk through the hallways? Are you worried that the spiders run away? Are you petrified of being petrified? Are we going to have to save the school again? We've got to save So McGonagall leaves him in this room and we find out it is Dumbledore's office. And so he has a chance um, by himself to examine the office and look around at all the things that Dumbledore has. And so I love this scene. Yes, it's so good. So it says Dumbledore's office was large, was a large, beautiful circular room. I like that it's circular because it's different. And there were funny little noises going on in silver instruments on spindle-legged tables that were whirring and emitting little puffs of smoke. Yes, ma'am. I love how the movies portrayed Dumbledore's office. I think they did it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Especially with hearing the instruments and mm-hmm. stuff. What are they doing, though? What are those things? What are the instruments yeah, doing? Really. I bet you they have something to do with transfiguration. Because mm. in the trailer for Crimes of Grindelwald, you see this like weird, white, tall, I don't know what it is. It's an object that's like in the 
um, classroom Mm -hmm. with Dumbledore, we also see that exact same instrument in his office in the Potter films. Get out. So it has to have something to do with transfiguration. I would assume, at least. Mind blown. They do not leave out the details in these movies. Unless it's the Marauders. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I was specifically (laughs) talking about the Fantastic Beasts movies. (laughs) Fair enough. Because, like I've said many times, I love that we don't have anything to be disappointed about with these movies. Because, like, there's nothing to compare them to. And I love that they are going back to Potter and Mm -hmm. bringing things... Mm connecting them even more yeah so i agree yeah so somebody pointed that out i think somebody pointed out in our group but i also read it like in another article about the trailer well done friends um so the walls were covered in portraits of previous headmasters and headmistresses and there's an enormous clawfoot desk and on a shelf behind the desk was (gasps) the sorting hat the sorting hat sorting sorting and so Harry has this urge to try it on again because, as we read in the last chapter, he needs to make sure that he was sorted into the correct house because he's having some major self-doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know if he could be the heir. He doesn't know if he was in the wrong house because of what that sorting hat said before. So he puts on the hat, and it's. I love that it's still much too large for him because he's still little. He is. Yeah. I hate how they do this in the movie. He doesn't put the hat he on. He doesn't put it on. He's just, just like talks, just talks to him it. from a shelf. Yeah. No. So the hat. You know, oh, Sorcerer's and Chamber are like the closest to the books, I think, of all the movies. Yeah. I agree. So I can't be too mad because they did a lot of other things well. That's true. I can be mad. You <laughs> hold on. Yeah, <laughs> hold on to it. It'll just eat away at your soul. Yeah, pretty much. Be in your bonnet. Be in your bonnet, Harry Potter. I like in the movie how it just says Potter, though. Yeah. But we have I to was know reading that it's Harry it and Potter. I was like, because we don't know that. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm like, it just doesn't flow as well. Yeah, I agree. Because they always use last names. Yeah. And so um, the Sorting Hat, like he already, it already knows what's going on in Harry's head. It knows his inner struggle. And it, I wrote, Harry was difficult to sort. So do you guys think that this was the Horcrux or just Harry? I think it was definitely the Horcrux. I can definitely see that being an influence. Because I mean, that's while, literally a part of him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, while Harry is ambitious, for sure, yeah, he is more so brave, I would think, mm-hmm. in terms of his character. He's way, yeah, he's but way Slytherin more Gryffindor than Gryffindor than Gryffindor are similar anyway. They are. Mm-hmm. So... But I, I think that, like, the strong influence that the hat was feeling was the Horcrux inside him. Okay. I have always thought that. I agree. Well, I've always thought that after I knew Harry was a Horcrux. Right. What <laughs> do you think? Um, I mean, I can understand that point of view, but I also still think that, like we've said before, they're so similar that maybe he's like, you really, you could have done great, even with the Horcrux not in your system. Mm-hmm. He would have been great. I think he would have done well in any house. But I think you could say that for a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just makes me wonder. Like, we see Harry doing all of these things. And, yes, he is brave and blah, blah, blah. And, yes, he has Slytherin-type traits and stuff like that. 
But it just makes me wonder, does he have those traits because of the Horcrux? Or do we think that Harry without that would have those traits? Like well, let's I just take do, a I just look don't at Harry know. and Cursed Child. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, but honestly, if you look at his character, he's not really anything like the Harry that I would have thought he would have turned into. But, but he didn't have parental influences to really know how to parent. And also, well. like, you know, he had such a tumultuous childhood, so now he's thrown into being, like, a normal adult. Yeah, I right. saved the wizarding world. And he's but never been normal. I just have to be, I go to my job, 9 to 5 now. I'm not, you know, fighting off Voldemort or fighting off evil wizards really anymore, and I'm doing a lot of paperwork, and I have a wife and three kids where he never had that growing up. He had a horrible childhood. And yeah. then every year in Hogwarts, someone was trying to kill him, basically. <laughs> yeah, nothing about his life was normal leading up to his pretty so he's, normal life. You yeah, know, his normal yeah. adult life. Yeah. He's probably like floundering because he's like, I don't know how to do any of this. I don't know. You know, he's so used to having all of that excitement, whether mm-hmm. it was good or bad when he was growing up, and now he's has a mundane yeah. life. I he go never to work, knew normal. I come home. I go to work. I come home. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I father these children and don't know what I'm doing, but who does, really, in the beginning? Uh, so Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So it's just that was an interesting question to to pose. Somebody, um, gosh, I cannot remember who posted it in our Facebook group, but somebody like talked about what Harry would be like if he was in Slytherin, and they kind of did this like parallel story as to if Harry had become friends with Malfoy, would he still have been good if he was sorted into Slytherin, or would he have gone down the wrong path being friends with Malfoy? But I think that, like, deep down, I think it was Lacey said, and I I really liked her answer, basically, she said that deep down, Harry was always going to be good, regardless of where he was put. Mm -hmm. He would have gotten different information based on who his friends were if he was in um, Slytherin. And, like, imagine his summers at the Malfoy Manor instead of the Burrow or something like that, you know? <laughs> Tiffany's face. I know. Yeah. Do you think Draco would have changed if Harry was in Slytherin? Yes, that's because what she's she was malleable. Saying. Yeah, that's what she was saying, that, like, Draco basically, we may, we may have known Draco's true side earlier mm. if Harry had become friends with him. Yeah, I completely agree with that because I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think Harry would have ever gone bad no. because if you look at him, he... In his moment on the train, or yeah, like first up, right? Mm-hmm. Ma- he's in there with Ron. Malfoy strolls through. He had an opportunity, and he to 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 go over and you know hang out with Malfoy and all of that. Which and I think been if he would have made change. that choice, he may have wanted to go in Slytherin, and he would have gotten placed there. Right? You think? I think he would have. I think he saw right through him. He saw right through him no, and Madame Malkin. If Harry decided to change his mind at that moment and had been like, you know, maybe I should give this kid a chance, mm. maybe he would have gotten put in Slytherin at I that think, point. I think, but it, I don't think that he would have ever done that. I'm I just saying hypothetically. It just reminded him too much of Dudley. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he had had a bully. Yeah, he knew. He knew what was up. Can't fool him with that. You can pull him with a lot of other stuff. Though. Even though Harry's not my favorite character in the Harry Potter series, I can appreciate him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So uh, I would love to hear from our listeners, though. Um, do you think that Harry was difficult to sort because of uh, the Horcrux? Or do you think it was just Harry 
in general. So. So the sorting hat says you would have done well in Slytherin and hearing this made Harry's stomach plummet and he felt sick and he removes the hat with disgust and he says, you're wrong. So I have another discussion point here. I said this, the the disgust with Slytherin isn't all just about the house. And then I mentioned the influence of Ron and it has connotations of who is part of the house because of what is happening. And I said that there's a lot of overlooked qualities in Slytherin. So I wanted to kind of throw that around a little bit because this, you know, now with everybody being sorted and Pottermore and people taking pride in their houses, like at the beginning, there wasn't that kind of thing within our fandom. It was like you were Gryffindor. Ravenclaw was pretty cool or you were in sucky Hufflepuff or you were evil in Slytherin. Right. And this is part of the, that goes along with that. I mean, it says that he was disgusted. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to like, you will not update computer. <laughs> no, well, I, I was reading something about, cause me and Meg couldn't remember the other day of what house, um, Joe had been so sorted into. Correct. Yeah. It's Gryffindor. But, mm-hmm. um, she mentioned how like she wouldn't be ashamed to be in Hufflepuff and mm-hmm. like, how she doesn't understand why there's such hate in Hufflepuff. And I'm like, you set it up that way. You Mm -hmm. set up the evil of Slytherin, which is like, you know, it's fine. But like, yeah, it came from, because you see everything from Harry's point of view. So you see Ron instantly say, oh, there's never been a Mm -hmm. witch or wizard who never went bad in Slytherin. Mm -hmm. And Hufflepuff is a bunch of, you know. Duffers. Yeah, duffers. So yeah, he's got a lot of influence. I wonder what would have happened had he not heard anything. Right. He wouldn't have known. Yeah. But even like in the movie, like the first movie, when you see McGonagall is telling them like, you'll be sorted into your houses mm. and the way she says it, mm-hmm. saying Slytherin, she's like, there's Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff and Slytherin. Like she even they did, in, in the movie yeah. implies like, yeah. you don't want to be in this house. Yeah. 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 Is that her own personal angst? <laughs> Probably. She's <laughs> at war with Snape always. <laughs> I don't know. So I just wanted to like bring that up because... I don't know. Okay, I feel bad. But that's all he knows. He doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know any better. Um, <clears throat> I think also that a lot of people just take the time to focus on the wrong qualities of each house. When like, okay, there are some that are good and some that are bad. But we need to remember to focus on the good ones too. Like when we're thinking of Slytherin. Yeah. You know, like ambition is a big one, but so is... Um, ambition shrewd, could be good. You know? Should no, I know. Good. I'm saying ambition is good, but like shrewd doesn't always come across as a good... Shrewd sounds bad. Right. Mm. So people are like, oh, they're, they're yeah. shrewd. Yeah. It's like, well, we're also ambitious. So... Yeah. Well, um, people have to remember that like there's bad people that come out of every house. Mm. And they they're Huffle like, well... Goody no, two-shoes Katie. They say, <laughs> no, no, no. On Pottermore, it says they don't name anybody, but they're like, they have the least amount. So there's still right, are right. people coming out of Hufflepuff. Yeah, I Katie Beatrice. When people... <laughs> Katie Beatrice. <laughs> um, when people talk about, like, Peter Pettigrew, well, he should have been in Slytherin. No, no he was in the right house. He yeah. just made bad choices. He was yeah. brave enough to be horrible against his friends. Right. You know? Yep. Yeah, everybody. You know who do we have? Gilderoy, Gilderoy. He was not kind. He was a handful. Alrighty, a Rue. handful is not a good enough way to describe him. 
Um, and so right after this uh, interaction with the hat, a strange gagging sound grabs his attention, and he turns and he sees an old bird looking like a half-plucked turkey on a golden perch. And this is just another example of Harry literally being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Always. But it is fate. Yeah. Because he is in the right place at the right time to learn these facts Mm -hmm. about this boy. And I wonder if this is the moment where, like, Fox maybe realizes how good Harry is and then takes a liking to him enough to like come to his rescue well, later in the book. I think the reason he comes to his rescue is because he tells him he's like tells Dumbledore is like yeah. the number yeah. one wizard. I'm loyal to him. You're not like as long as anybody in this castle is loyal to Dumbledore, like yeah. you're you're not going to be able to do anything and that's why Fox comes to him. Cuz Dumbledore says he goes Fox only goes like how does he say it? Fox only goes to like yeah. people that are loyal to me. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah, hears, yeah. I don't know if he hears Harry, but like he knows, like <laughs> Harry's <trying> like, <laughs> Dumbledore's my bro. No one's topping him. <laughs> He's a bro. Do you think Fox can like feel that Harry has his tail feather? In the oh, that's a good point, too. Maybe he wants to shake his tail feather. I was going to say something like that, but I was like, should I? <laughs> Sarah went there. Always. Um, 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 I was going to say something about him. Yeah, because if coming up here, Harry tells a big fat lie. So it also really quick. <laughs> whenever um, Dumbledore says, it's like in italics in the book, where it says that they're the most faithful mm-hmm. pets. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another little teeny tiny bit of clue. foreshadowing yeah. or clue of like how, um, you know, like how much Fox pines and is sad mm. over Dumbledore's mm. death later in mm-hmm. the books, you know? Uh, he cries. Yeah. This Poor is Fox. what Harry says to um, Riddle. He's like, sorry to disappoint you and all that, but the greatest wizard in the world is Albus Dumbledore. Everyone says so. Even when you were strong, you didn't dare mm. try and take over Hogwarts. Dumbledore saw through you when you were at the school, and he still frightens you now whenever you're hiding these days. And he's like, he's been driven out of the castle. He's like, he's not gone as you might think. Sassy Harry. dun dun dun, dun. Yes. Fox comes to save the day. And so as the feathers are falling out of the bird, um, Harry's thinking that just what he needs is Dumbledore's bird to die when he's alone in the office with it. (laughs) And then what happens? It dies. It bursts into flame and dies. It just (laughs) dies. Bursts into flame. Bursts into flame. And he literally yells in shock and backs away. And just then the office door opens and in comes Dumbledore. What luck, friends. (laughs) And so there's nothing I could do. Right. He starts (laughs) protesting. He's like, I didn't do this. Your bird, it caught fire. And so Dumbledore's like, it's, it's cool, bro. This is what's (laughs) supposed to happen. Right. So, um, and so he starts to tell Harry all about Fox, the Phoenix. And so I brought up, there's like three different little articles on Fox on Pottermore. And it says, Dumbledore's loyal phoenix who comes to Harry's aid in the Chamber of Secrets. And he has a, like a mini fact file. And his skill it only has skills listed. It says, tears that possess healing powers and the ability to carry immensely heavy loads. How convenient, friends. 
And then there's also another article, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but it's 32 thoughts Fox might have had during the Chamber of Secrets. So that's interesting. Yeah. So, and this is all in Pottermore. It says Dumbledore's fiercely loyal Phoenix appeared for the first time in Chamber of Secrets and pretty much saved the day. So what if the book had written, had been written from his point of view? And so I'll read just a couple of them. It says, and right, these are Fox's thoughts. How frightfully awkward, burning day, and in comes the boy who lived. (laughs) I wasn't gagging per se. It was more of a clearing of the throat. You have no idea how difficult it is to summon the energy to swallow when I'm about to set myself on fire. (laughs) I would like to add that my eyes are not dull. They are enchanting. Although the feathers falling out is a tad mortifying. Oh, my God. Poor Fox. Let me scroll down to see if there's any, like... Oh, geez. (laughs) There's like little excerpts from the book and then it like talks about like what he would say. 22 is I must remember to tell Albus that he shouldn't worry too much about Tom Riddle. He seems a little self-involved if you ask me. (laughs) Oh, boy. That fox is as sassy as Harry. It is a sassy little bird. And the last (laughs) one, I am a tough bird to please, you know. And then it shows, I think it's an illustration of the scene from the movie where Fox is pecking at the eyes of the basilisk, which is pretty cool. I really hope in Fantastic Beasts we find out that Newt gave Dumbledore Fox. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. Some people have brought up the idea that, like, too much is coming from the Fantastic Beasts series, though. But I, I like it. I like it. Like they I can't they have say <laughs> right, like the whole theory of like Nagini, and then there's the idea of like Aragog being brought to Hagrid from the pocket of a traveler, and they're like, ooh, what if it's Newt's commander? I mean, and then why, like why Fox, not? But why it's not like this is how Joe he's works. He's a magic zoologist. Like, why wouldn't he bring all of these creatures? A into famous the series? one. Right. This is how Joe works. When she first wrote the list of books, and she put Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Newt's commander in her head, she could have been like, here's his backstory. Yeah, all this stuff, knows. and it could have been this entire storyline, and it just happened to well, come to light. You have no idea. Well, she said in interviews, three to five, I think. Right. Yeah. And she said in interviews as well, like, you know, whenever the movies were coming to a close and the books were coming to a close, people would always ask her, like, is this the end of Potter? And she would always say, never say never. Mm -hmm. And she said that, like, you know, when the first Fantastic Beasts movie came out, she said, I said that because I knew Warner Brothers wanted to do this series and I had been working on it for years. Yeah. So it's like, who knows what she has in the back of her mind and how long she's known. I'm sure that they came to her a long time ago. What do you have? This is just a picture. So if you, I bought um, Harry Potter History of Magic and in the very end of the book, super end, but like a couple pages before the end, she has like pictures of her planning the books and it's like on just like pieces of paper that are like lined. And it's it's just It's like detailed. And she's got a bunch of graphs, like dates and everything, and like the titles of what they're called and the plot line. And it says, "Dang, God, it's so like, like intricate." I cannot wait to see this exhibit in New the York. People, oh. um, it is. I mean, pages, pages of note pages. You know, I yeah, love her little sketches too. Yeah, like there's her little sketch of Snape. I love that. Yeah, yeah her Snape's pretty cool. This book smells so good. Oh, and she did the. <laughs> I do love books. She did the crest. Oh, the sorting hat. So oh, cute. Oh, it looks just like it. 
Oh my god. Yeah, I need that book. Really How cool. much is that? It was like $35, wasn't it? I, I bought it on Amazon Prime, so it was 45 because I was paying. Holy I wonder if you can get that on trust, Book Depository, though. I don't trust when the books, because um, I paid for the illustrated copies and never got them like two years ago. Oh, that's geez. true. Check out bookdepository.com, I bet, because that's the like Bloomsbury printed edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like she's got pages of like her notes with notes in them. That's crazy. But it's just cool to see like how, because I'm not a writer, so I um, what is it don't called? think like that, and I don't, of you magic. know, I have oh, like the notes in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking, so there's a picture, she drew a picture, like a sketch of what Hogwarts I've was, and we were that, talking yeah. about um, how many changing rooms there were. According to her picture here, there's only two. <laughs> Look, thank oh, you, Joe. So it is yeah. $37 on Prime. Amazon Prime. That's I need to get that book. Thank you. You sold it to me. Amazon, really please cool. sponsor our podcast. Oh, oh yeah, seriously, we Can buy so much stuff from oh. you. Alrighty, Rue, proceed to check out one item. Sign in. <laughs> Give us a second here, folks, because uh, place your order. Stuff. I literally have bought so much Thank stuff you. that I don't have. I, my bookshelf is full. Like I have nowhere to put it. Yeah. I bought, um, yeah, that extra one I bought is full too. So we're gonna have to. I bought Gotta get another one down more here. cups too. I bought those ones with like at Target they had glass cups and I don't drink not that I don't drink out of plastic, but I prefer to drink out of glass. Because she's pinky out. I just <laughs> there's something about plastic. I also hate no, drinking I get out it. of metal. Yeah. Um but they Ooh, had glass cups yeah. and each the, each one had a house where so there's four cups and they ha- were dressed like in robes. And I was oh, like, you I don't sent need us a this. picture. And then I was like, Yeah, yeah I do. I do. <laughs> Mind she, you, I have the other ones from Target that I don't that, use. That's true. That are sitting on my bookshelf. Um, okay. Did you buy it? Yeah. (laughs) There's another article about, um, behind the scenes, how animators brought Fox to life. Um, so you guys can go ahead and check that out. I mean, it's just a bunch of like stills and how they created him. What is that one? It's a picture that I think she drew Mm -hmm. of the duel. So like from the second book, um, and it has... Neville and Ron and Harry, Hermione and Gary, who then she changed later on to be um, Dean. Gary. And then he's not in the scene anymore. Like she cut him from that scene. Mm-hmm. But his OG name was Gary. Gary. And he OG Lee was going to be with them at the Midnight Duel. OG Lee. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Um, so Phoenixes in Greek mythology um, is a long lived bird that cynically regenerates or is otherwise reborn again. It's associated with a sun and it obtains new life by arising from ashes of its predecessor. According to some sources, a Phoenix dies in a show of flames and combustion. Thank you, Joe. Although there are other sources that claim the legendary bird dies and simply decomposes before being born again. So do what you will with that. Those are Phoenixes. And so we meet Fox on his burning day, which is that that's like capitalized. So that's like official. It's a burning day. And he is reborn into a wee baby bird. So does Fox have like a ton of birthdays? Yes. How often does and you have, have a to celebrate all of, all of them? <laughs> <laughs> what? How often does he have a burning day? I don't know. He's a long oh, bird. God, I want mm, like to. Think about how long parrots live. Parrots can live like a really long time. So I would like times that. 
by a lot. I think it is magic. a lot. But like, I wonder, like, how many times has Dumbledore seen the burning day? Yeah. Well, obviously up. a lot, because he's not phased by it at all. He's yeah. like, oh, it's a burning day. I was waiting for him. Like, Or maybe he just knew it was his time, and he's a wizard, and he's seen other phoenixes. You know what I mean? Like, he's well, been y'all in take this to world. the internet. Google it. Let me know. Do it now. Do it, do it, do it. Okay. So Dumbledore says Fox is usually very handsome with red and gold plumage. That's my laundry. (laughs) And they can carry immensely heavy loads and their tears have healing powers and they are very loyal. And I said, foreshadowing convenience. Mm -hmm. And Harry suddenly remembers why he's there. And Dumbledore pierces him with his light blue stare. And the office door flies open and in comes Hagrid looking wild. Dead rooster in hand. (laughs) This is not good for your case. (laughs) And he starts yelling about how it couldn't be Harry because he was just with him. And there wouldn't have been time. And Dumbledore's like, no, listen, I know. He tries to interrupt Hagrid, but Hagrid keeps going. And he's like, swear in front of the Ministry of Magic. You've got the wrong boy. And I wanted to discuss for a quick second um, Hagrid's passion in this moment. He was wrongfully accused. Mm. And I think that's why he's so nuts right now. Yeah. Because he wants to get the point across that, no, it is not this kid. Don't even get it in your head. It's not him. Right. Right. Because he knows, like, what he went through, getting thrown out, you know, and not not being able to do magic or whatever. Um, so I just wanted to point out that that's why Haggard is, like, so dead set on getting his point across to Dumbledore at this moment. I love that. Well, yeah. you're welcome. Sometimes this brain... <laughs> <laughs> And Dumbledore finally gets firm with Hagrid, telling him that he doesn't think Harry has done anything wrong. And Hagrid sheepishly walks out of the office after his outburst. I'll just give him a big old hug. I know. And Harry's kind of in shock at what Hagrid did for him and the fact that Dumbledore believes he's innocent because Harry, you know, always thinking that, oh, crap, I'm going to get in trouble. But Dumbledore still wants to talk to him. And so he says, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Anything at all? Is there, Harry? And here we go. So I'm just going to read a quick blip from this portion of the chapter. So Dumbledore says, I must ask you, Harry, whether there is anything you'd like to tell me. He said gently, anything at all. Harry didn't know what to say. He thought of Malfoy shouting, you'll be next, mudbloods, and of the polyjuice potion simmering away in Moni Myrtle's bathroom. And then he thought of the disembodied voice he had heard twice, remembered what Ron had said, Hearing voices no one else can hear isn't a good sign, even in the wizarding world. He thought, too, about what everyone was saying about him and his growing dread that he was somehow connected with Salazar Slytherin. No, said Harry. There isn't anything, Professor. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. 
Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today hello tom riddles <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me to the end of my very long portion which i didn't realize was gonna be that long it was very but, informational yeah but it was good okay um i dug it so i dug it you I dug, dug it. it that's where we leave <laughs> Now, quick, get through yours so we can eat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> chop, chop. Um, so, obviously, like, because of this double attack on Justin and Nick, the entire climate of the school is just nervous, yeah. kind of panicky. Like, what could have attacked a ghost? Mm. Um, yeah. That was really what worried people more so than Justin's attack. Sorry, Justin. But <laughs> I wonder what else can attack a ghost. Yeah. Ooh. That is, yeah, that's an interesting... That would have scared the living crap out of me. Because they're already dead. Like, yes. Come on. Yeah. Like, oh my God, no one's safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, the climate at the school is so bad that people are literally like stampeding to book seats on the Hogwarts Express to go home for Christmas, which is certainly not normal because, you know, who wouldn't want to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas? I would. But Harry's happy. Because he's tired of people giving him the side eye glance. Side eye. <laughs> I would stay away from him. Being a fellow Gryffindor, I'd be like, y- "You're bad news." <laughs> My mom told me not to hang out with people who are bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Harry. Um, but let's talk about Fred and George. Like, oh my Gred God. and Forge. Yeah. To a T. They, so, you know, the good thing about what they're doing is that Harry is almost grateful that, like, they think it's ludicrous that people think he might be the heir of Slytherin. But they're literally, like, parading around the castle being like, make way for the heir of Slytherin. Yes. Get out of his way. And Ginny is really yes. upset about it. Yes. Um, and we know why, because, you know, she's already been feeling kind of weird lately. Mm-hmm. Um, this entire situation is making her very uncomfortable. 
wonder why. I wonder why. I think she aged like 10 years in this one year. Poor thing. Seriously. Um, So, but Malfoy seems really annoyed by it because, you know, Harry's getting more attention. Obviously. But I like Ron is like, I bet he's just bursting to say that it's actually him who's the heir of Slytherin, but like he's not allowed to. Um, Yeah. But they're getting closer to the potion being ready, right? So Ron is like, you know, hold out. We'll find out for sure. Um, So end of term, it's pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, though mo- all the Weasleys end up staying because Mr. and Mrs. Weasley are going to Egypt to yeah. see Bill. Yeah, they visit Bill. Egypt again. Yeah, yeah. isn't that weird? Because then did they, they must do it in the next really book? like Bill. Yeah, more than Charlie. Yeah. No, didn't they go to Romania last Christmas? I don't know. Yeah. So then well, they go to in the movie they did. And yeah, oh, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. Romania to, to visit Egypt. Charlie. <laughs> but then they go back to Egypt this summer. When they win that when they prize. Win that prize. Mm. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, but the whole family goes then. So yeah. 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 Which is yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Minus Charlie because he's not in the picture. Or is he? Mm. Ooh, he might I, be in the picture. Maybe he flew a dragon there. Even Scab has enjoyed himself. I think I saw Ed Sheeran in that picture. You don't deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Sheeran? We did. We did. We saw it in the newspaper. <sighs> so anyway, Harry finds the castle silence peaceful. And basically him, Hermione, and the Weasleys just run Gryffindor Tower right now, which yeah. is nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All of the children are there, but not the correct ones. Because the two, I mean, because the guy that plays Donald Gleason um, is oh, not, yeah, in, it's not in it. And he plays Bill later on. Mm. But there are seven children in that picture. <laughs> <laughs> seven red-headed children. <laughs> um, so Christmas morning... Also, side note, I didn't realize that the day that they did the Polyjuice Potion was on Christmas. Yeah. Once again. Another event on a holiday. Yeah. Halloween yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. So Hermione comes bursting into the dorm and the boys are like, what are you doing up here? You're not allowed up here. And she's just like, listen, open your presents. Let's go. I've been up for like an hour. This potion is ready. I want to do this tonight. And I love that you get to see that girls can go in the boys' dormitory, but not vice versa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Old school rules, buds. So, Christmas presents. I wanted to read what Harry got, because I think it's cute. Mainly because I think that the Dursley's present is uh, oh, the best. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's clutch. So, he sees Hedwig... At that moment, Hedwig swooped into the room, carrying a very small package in her beak. Hello, said Harry happily as she landed on his bed. Are you speaking to me again? (laughs) She nibbled his ear in an affectionate sort of way, which was a far better present than the one that she had brought him, which turned out to be from the Dursleys. (laughs) Poor Harry. I just can't. They had sent Harry a toothpick (laughs) and a note telling him to find out whether he'd be able to stay at Hogwarts for the summer vacation, too. So mean. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're worried about his dental hygiene. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> the rest of Harry's Christmas presents were far more satisfactory. Hedwig, or Hedwig, Hagrid had sent him a large tin of treacle toffee, which Harry decided to soften by the fire before eating, which is a good idea. Ron had given him a book called Flying with the Cannons, a book of interesting facts about his favorite Quidditch team. Side note, do you think Ron got him this book because he wanted just, it? I was just going to ask you that. That's so funny. But like his team is no like his fav- other favorite team. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and Hermione had bought him a luxury eagle feather quill. And Harry opened the last present to find a new hand-knitted sweater from Mrs. Weasley and a large plum cake. 
He read her card with a fresh surge of guilt, thinking about Mr. Weasley's car, which hadn't been seen since its crash with the Whomping Willow, Never. and the bout of rule-breaking he and Ron were planning next. <laughs> <laughs> guilt. Plum pie. Yeah, that sounds, sounds amazing. Uh, no? Uh, it doesn't sound... No. I, I, Why do you I, like I mean, I try it. I don't... Cannot tell you the last time I ate a plum. Um, oh, this is Mrs. Weasley we're talking about? She would make Probably anything delicious. taste delicious. Would, yeah. It depends yeah. on what the top would be. But yeah, I wonder if there's like a... <laughs> have a bite. Like a crust, like a pie crust cover, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be d- yummy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm. all right. Um, we'll eat it. So Christmas <laughs> dinner is next. We've got a dozen frost-covered Christmas trees... <laughs> Thick streamers of holly and mistletoe crisscrossing the ceiling. Enchanted snow falling, warm and dry. That's the dream. I like that. And Dumbledore led them in a few of his favorite carols. (laughs) And Fred bewitched Percy's badge to say pinhead instead of prefect. And (laughs) Percy doesn't know. And they're sniggering at him the whole time, which I think is hilarious. I have a song stuck in my head now. What? Percy doesn't know. That Fiona and me. (laughs) (laughs) Do it in my van every Sunday. Um, So Malfoy is making loud, snide remarks about Harry's new sweater at the Slytherin table. Loser. Malfoy, not not the other. I know. (laughs) Um, What? And Harry didn't mind. Hopefully Malfoy would be getting his comeuppance in a few hours' time. True. As they... uh, Go to make the polyjuice potion. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thank Our you for Malfoy. that segment. <laughs> Malfoy's okay. I just sometimes I just really hate him. Yes. Who Malfoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, can you just sit down and like go well, through school? He's just a twelve-year-old boy with issues, right? <laughs> I mean, I end up more issues than most. So let's. I end up. I end up liking Draco later. Yeah. So yeah. Which I'm sure some people are going to be like, "How can you forgive Draco and not Snape?" (laughs) But it's like, I don't know. He's a child. Uh, Uh, He's like the character. (laughs) What? IJS. He's like the character we all like love to like not like. Yeah. Draco. Draco. He's like the popular baddie, right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. He's like uh, Regina George. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, my God. Hogwarts style. I was saying. I've been personally victimized by Regina George. Do you think Malfoy has a burn book? That's the same movie, right? <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. diary. He <laughs> <laughs> had to give it away. <laughs> well, he so, kept writing in it, but it just disappeared. He didn't know what he was doing, so he threw it in the toilet, right? That's right. The toilet. I just made up that story. <laughs> Good job. Mm-hmm. Fan fiction in the making. Yeah. Yep. So <coughs> so Hermione comes up with this plan to get the hairs they need from Crabbe and Goyle. She already has hers because when they were at the dueling club, Millicent, Bol- Millicent? 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 Yeah. Bolstrode left a hair on her robes. So she fills two chocolate cakes with sleeping draught. And Harry and Ron are like, mm, I don't really know if this is going to work. But they, but we catch a glimpse of that new Hermione again. Yes. And it says Hermione had a steely glint in her eye, <laughs> not unlike the one Professor McGonagall sometimes had. Steely. And she says, I, can, I can see the comparison between Hermione oh, yeah. and yeah. McGonagall. Definitely. 
So she's like, the potion will be useless without Crab and Goyle's hair, she said sternly. You do want to investigate Malfoy, don't you? So she's just like, listen, she's the rule breaker here, which is crazy. But we all understand because I think this is very near and dear to her heart, obviously, because Mm. she's a muggle-born. Yep. So all they do is take these cakes, put them on the end of a banister. (laughs) What do Crab and Doyle do when they come out of the Great Hall? Shove them in their gullet. They just shove them in their face, like all greedily and, as Joe says, stupidly. Yeah. (laughs) How thick are these two? So, of course, they fall asleep. I like in the movie when Ron's like, how thick can you get? (laughs) It's so true, though. Yeah. I do like how in the movie... um, they like levitate them in it the makes hall. It even like more yes. stupid. Yeah. Oh, here's like, these cakes floating. Let's eat them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but whatever. So of course they do eat them, and um, Harry and Ron have to drag them to a broom cupboard. This is like so illegal. It's not even funny. God, can you imagine if somebody like walked around <laughs> right? the hallway or Peeves? Oh God. <gasps> oh, it yeah, all been Peeves ruined. Was, there would have been a song. <laughs> Someone write that song for us, please. The next part of you, Ronnie. Beverly. 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 <laughs> She's going to be like, why do you guys keep calling on me? Well, we just like to give you homework. Exactly. <laughs> so we're back at Murders, Myrtle, Murders, Myrtle's Lair, as we like to call it. And there's thick black smoke coming from the stall that Hermione's in. And she's a little nervous because I think this is such a hard and difficult potion and i mean if something goes wrong this is all her fault right because she's supposed to be the smart one right right right. it even says she's anxious so they add the hairs millicent's turns a sick sort of yellow uh yellow cat eyes Ooh. (laughs) Uh, goyles is the khaki color of a booger boogers love that description (laughs) and crabs is a dark murky brown like poop (laughs) thank you (laughs) so they go into separate stalls because once they change they're going to be too big and as ron points out millicent is no pixie what (laughs) that's terrible so i wanted to read what the transformation felt like yes so harry Immediately, his inside started writhing as though he'd just swallowed live snakes. Doubled up, he wondered whether he was going to be sick. Then a burning sensation spread rapidly from his stomach to the very ends of his fingers and toes. Next, bringing him gasping to all fours, came a horrible melting feeling, as though the skin all over his body bubbled like hot wax. And before his eyes, his hands began to grow. The fingers thickened, the nails broadened, the knuckles were bulging like bolts. His shoulders stretched painfully, and a prickling on his forehead told him that hair was creeping down toward his eyebrows. His robes ripped at his chest as his chest expanded like a barrel bursting its hoops. His feet were agony in shoes, four sizes too small. And suddenly, as it had started, everything stopped. So, yeah, it sounds a little painful. Can you imagine your body rearranging? No. It would feel well, so weird. I, I think it's only my body is rearranging. <laughs> I feel like it's only painful because like he's in clothes that are too small and shoes that are too small. But like I don't know, the the picture and that art of yeah. um, Harry Potter, like that looks painful. Remember where that? Yeah, Barty Crouch. Mad Eye. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it'd be something. And even like with them in the last um when they're turning into Harry in the like last movie, mm-hmm. they even are like exclaiming like Ugh doesn't sound like it feels good. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just like feels like uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine like adjusting to a new body though? Especially mm-hmm. like, you know, so we know weird. Harry is small for his age and all of a sudden he's like this, he's Goyle. He's this huge 
yeah. child now. <laughs> Huge child. Huge child. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine like trying to walk? I thought it was interesting how amazed Ron was at this too, because he's always, he's the one who is so knowledgeable about magic. Obviously he's a pureblood. He grew up around it. He teaches Harry everything, mm-hmm. but even he's looking in the mirror going, this is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Can't he like see the thoughts? It's, didn't he say it's like so weird to see like crap? Oh, oil yeah. Thinking? yeah. Oh, Which yeah. that in itself is really strange to me. Like, okay, you have your own brain and thoughts and personality, but you can also see how that person would think. Oh, I, I thought think he meant, meant like, physically see him, like, because Harry's trying to think. And you know, like, oh, like I'm thinking really hard, and oh, probably never oh, has I that look you, on I his face. That's you. what that's how never I mind. Read it. But never that would mind. be cool. Guys, I'm pregnant. <laughs> that would be say, cool. The one thing I don't like that they do in the movie, I like in um I like in the book how like they have like Goyle's um and yes. um voice. Yes. In the movie yes. they don't do that. Yeah. I understand. I, yeah, I get but, it. But, yeah. Like, Cuz it would be hard to portray movie. that like they are this person without like <laughs> something being the same as before. I yeah, think it's just like, like I know that they're playing that person, so right. like I, I think know, that they're I just agree. thinking for like people who didn't read the book and like don't. Which mm, you know what? No, <laughs> right? No, I, I agree. But right. like, I agree that they obviously should have read it. But yeah. I can like kind of understand why they did it in the same time. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. So Hermione refuses to leave her stall. And Stoop kids afraid to leave a stool. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Cat girl's afraid to leave her stall. And they're like, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Just go, just go. I'll be fine." And her voice is like all squeaky. Mm-hmm. Yes, because she's like trying to be like. Oh, she's no, probably I'm panicking because she knows it's not supposed to be used. Well, not only that, but like pause. But Ron, but Ron and Harry like have Goyle and Crab's voice, so like that's like. Mm. A cat voice. Oh, you know? what if she could only meow? Isma, when Isma turns into a cat, yes. my voice. <laughs> I love that movie. What if that's what she sounded Hello. like? <laughs> so, Ron and Harry have no idea where the Slytherin common room is. Don't you? I can't think? believe they wouldn't have thought of that beforehand. I'm, I'm shocked that Hermione didn't think yeah. of that. You True have that. sixty minutes, maybe less, maybe more, because we know well, that this can, potion is a little. Up in the air. You can it. see that in the seventh one, she is like, we have to have yes. this planned from start to finish. Whereas, like this one, I mean, she's twelve. We <laughs> always say that Isn't she thirteen. Whatever. Gosh, <laughs> true. She we, is. But we always are like, oh, how do you know three blah 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 kids? This is an example of I like that. Yeah. You have to remind yeah. yourself yeah. that they're kids. Yeah. Especially watching, like, rethinking of watching the movies. They weren't 12 when they were making this film. You know what I mean? They're a little bit older. They weren't were they? Okay. right on each. Like They, they were, were the close, though. No, for the were. first two, they were, like, real they were really close. close. They were, for sure. But, like, thinking. Because they did one and two literally back to back. I remember watching Ooh, an interview with Daniel Radcliffe, like, at the Sorcerer's Stone premiere. And he's like, oh, we've already started filming Chamber of Secrets. Like, there was no break. Yeah, there's a big break between the second and the third because he wanted yeah. to go back to school, Aww. real school. Yeah. Um, what do you mean like, real? It's real for us. I'm not saying that wasn't real, real school. I'm saying like not sit in a classroom. Correct. Gotcha. Not a tutor. But like that's something you, we do have to remind ourselves that they're only kids. Yep. They're only kids. They're not even teenagers. <laughs> there's Bud. He's just showing up. <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing to say. 
So they actually end up asking a Ravenclaw where the common room is. Ron's all like, um, we seem to have forgotten where our common room is, which is, you know, <laughs> super suspicious. But, and she's like, I'm a Ravenclaw. You would think he would she look was at like the offended. Yeah. I would be mad. Yeah, yeah well, I would be, to be fair, the blue and the green, at least in the movies, like, they're what if she didn't have her robes on? <gasps> they don't have well. uniforms. Oh, that's true. Because, yeah, in the... So maybe that's why it was easy to mistake them because you've literally just got the robe. Yeah, but doesn't your robe have like your? She might not have had a robe on. It's yeah, Christmas break. Here's my thinking, uh, though. From what true. I gathered, the robe—I don't know. I just was thinking a completely different outfit in my head, like the way that they describe it in the book. Even like when they're changing into like the other robes, they're like, "Oh, they just pull them over their heads." So like, why would they keep on clothes that are too small for them? Like thinking pants and shirts, then they just have like a robe. Like a house coat kind of thing is what I yeah. think a robe looks like. That's all they wear is what I was thinking in my head. Not like what you see in the movies where like it's a, uniform. Has a skirt and like an yeah. Oxford button down. And like well, the because JK has down. said that like they don't actually have mm-hmm. uniforms like that. They just did that in the movies because like it looked better. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. with the cloak, like they have their robes on. They just yeah. wear robes hmm. is I what I'm thinking. And they don't. They just wear their undies underneath it. Is I what think some I'm do. Thinking in my head, we know Archie doesn't wear underwear. <laughs> but like that's that's how I pictured it. Yeah. You know what I mean that yeah. they just have their robes, so everyone's yeah. essentially in a long house coat. I don't like that. Well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear. But it makes clothes. sense. Like the way they describe how they're changing, they're like, oh, they just pulled the robes like yeah. off and pulled new ones on because you could see their. I don't know. Just thoughts. So they run into Percy Weasley down there, which has to be so weird for Ron because mm-hmm. he has to pretend like of he doesn't know him. Percy's down there. Right. But he doesn't yeah. at first, right? Yeah, he kind of like slips up almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's crab, isn't it? And Ron's like, what? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but luckily, Malfoy comes around the corner and Harry, for the first time in his life, was pleased to see him. Well, look at that. How times have changed. And Malfoy is super disrespectful to Percy. Percy's, what, a fifth year? Here's Malfoy, 12 years old. He's a sixth old. year, isn't he? Because the next year he's a the head boy. Yeah, because this is his second year right. as prefect. You're right. You're right. My bad. He's so even worse. <laughs> he's, like, totally mean to... He's, just so arrogant and he like sneers at him which Percy i think, probably is just given up on malfoy at this point yeah i, was, I guess that's a good point because i was going to mention that i'm kind of shocked that percy just like lets him get away with it but yeah maybe he just thinks he's a lost cause and he just doesn't really want to bother with it even on percy's standards mm-hmm. yeah i like in the movie when he's like i didn't know you could read he ad-libbed that because he forgot his lines (laughs) amazing i didn't know that that's funny yeah how do you do that like i'd be panicking like i don't know my line is i don't know what it is i just and he just does this new thing i feel like i'd be able to do it it might not always be that good but i probably would (laughs) no i feel like like, i didn't know you could read (laughs) that sounds like something i would say to someone i'm pretty sure i've heard that come out of your mouth (laughs) I have. Toward me. I was going to say, talking about your husband. <laughs> he doesn't know what a library is or a book. Aww. You say it, aw, because you know it's true. Well, he likes to read articles. Oh, okay. so I am. Sure. <laughs> He's another kind of nerd. <laughs> so I think it's interesting that the password to the Slytherin common room is pure blood. At this time. Again, Joe reinforcing yeah. the stigma. So... Yeah, thanks, I want to know, like, who comes up with the passwords? Mm. Like, is, is it, it Snape? Snape? Is it Dumbledore? Ooh. Like, I don't even feel, I guess Snape could be that person. Like, I just don't think of him being anymore. 
that type of person being like, oh, it's pure blood. Or maybe he's not. Yeah. What if it's like just like the magic lock? Maybe Salazar picks it. Still. Maybe the sorting hat does it. I thought of that too. I don't know. Maybe I want it to be. Picking. I want it to be like a magic. Because I would think that, like you know, door or whatever. Because all of the um, the fat lady. Well, right. Like, does the fat lady huh? pick it for Gryffindor? That's kind of what I always yeah, envisioned. But like, Slytherin doesn't have something like that. It's just a. Bare but then wall. Ravenclaw is like an enchanted door knocker. So like, maybe the door knocker picks whatever the um, yeah. Well, the wall then. is that they ask, but and then Hufflepuff is always the same thing. You can put brains. Oh yeah, in yeah, the things. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's because like Slytherin's literally just a stone wall. Yeah. Yeah. Put a brain into the into the cement. My other question is like, Maybe? if it's just a bare wall, I would get so lost. I'd be like, I don't know which wall it is anymore. Are there any indicators that we know about? No, it literally says there's it just says, a bare wall. Yeah. Malfoy says the password, and a door just appears and slides open. There's no like torture. Yeah. No. Damn. It, it does not say so. I'd be talking to the wrong wall. I would just like go Can't walk around be the like, dungeon. It's nice to meet you. Can I come in? Walking down the whole hall, pure blood, pure, pure blood. blood, pure blood. <laughs> think, think about poor Neville. Oh God, being Slytherin oh. and being like walking oh, around the dungeon. Hold on, he's like, I remembered the password. I just couldn't find the door. <laughs> I like, think. I think that this shows that Slytherins are a little smarter than Gryffindors. Whoa! Because we don't need an indicator. We just know where to go, but the Gryffindors have well, to have a have portrait. they have an indicator. They have a door. No, we but no it's not there until you and say, oh, yeah, they have a door knocker, Ravenclaw. And... Y'all aren't smart enough to be in my house because you riddles. guys can't answer any of the I riddles. I did not say Slytherin was smarter than Ravenclaw. I said we're smarter than Gryffindor. So I think the new hierarchy of smartness here. Mm. Okay, but I have two words for Ravenclaw, you. Ravenclaw, Slytherin, <laughs> Gryffindor, Hufflepuff. I have two words. Yeah. Get Hermione out. Granger. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have two more. Well, she's partially Ravenclaw, probably. Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, the common room is a long and low underground room with rough stone walls and a ceiling from which round greenish lamps were hanging on chains. A fire was crackling under an elaborately carved mantelpiece, and there were several high-backed chairs around the fireplace. Uh, hashtag vampire people. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of, like, really rich people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not specifically rich people, but very rich-looking. Old families. Yeah, yeah. money. Is what I think. Vampires. Of. Money is also green, but not, not in England. Not all money. Oh yeah. <laughs> also, also not any of you the money American. in the wizarding world is green. True. True. None of it's green all unless right. there's like algae on it. Algae. <laughs> Do you think the nuts, like you know, like a penny will eventually yeah. turn oh, green? Maybe oh, a maybe. nut turns oh, green. Nuts. 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 On for those people who listen to the books. <laughs> Malfoy has them sit in a chair while he goes to get something he wants to show them. So it's an article from the prophet his dad sent him. Mm. So this is what it says. Inquiry at the Ministry of Magic. (gasps) Arthur Weasley, head of the Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office, was today fined 50 galleons for bewitching a muggle car. Mr. Lucius Malfoy, a governor of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, where the enchanted car crashed earlier this year, called today for Mr. Weasley's resignation. 
Weasley has brought the ministry into disrepute, Mr. Malfoy told our reporter. He is clearly unfit to draw up our laws, and his ridiculous Muggle Protection Act should be scrapped immediately. Mr. Weasley was unavailable for comment, although his wife told reporters Mm -hmm. to clear off or she'd set the family ghoul on them. Family ghoul. And so I like that um, clearly... Malfoy doesn't like them. Mm-hmm. The Weasleys, that is. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's like, isn't it funny? And, like, he doesn't know that it's Ron and Harry. And they had to be like, ha, ha, so I funny. would be like, ha, yeah, ha, ha. <laughs> That's probably how they normally laugh anyway. Probably, because they don't understand anything. And then he, like, basically is like, you know, the, you would never know the Weasleys were pure blood the way they behave. And so Ron makes a face and he thinks, he's like, oh, it's just a stomach ache. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the prophet isn't publishing anything about the attacks because Draco's going on about that. And mm-hmm. that Lucius Malfoy doesn't like Dumbledore and he thinks he's just trying to push um, or trying to hush it all up. Hush it all up. <laughs> I always hear that. <laughs> Didn't he say it like that? Yeah. yeah. Lucius is also hoping that Dumbledore gets sacked. He loves Muggleborns. A decent headmaster would never have let slime like Creevy in is what... Um, I think is what his dad says to Malfoy, and Malfoy tells that. God, his dad is such an influence in, on him. He wants to be his dad. Literally. He'll learn. He wants He'll to learn. be him, and then he's, like, also terrified of him, yeah. I think. Yeah. I saw this thing on the internet. Someone might have posted it to our group where um, Malfoy, like, goes up when Remus has the boggart in the closet, mm. and, like, he's just, his dad walks <gasps> out. Mm, I saw That's that, deep. too. Yeah. That's deep and sweaty. Yeah. So after making fun of Creevy... Like literally being pot, 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 taking pictures. Yes, <laughs> which Malfoy. Harry Harry says like it's a crude but accurate impression. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, probably one of those really things, sad. Like, he wants to like legitimately laugh, but yeah. at the same time he feels bad because he's laughing know. with Malfoy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so he finally gets onto the subject of who he thinks the heir Slytherin is. He knows it's not Potter, but wishes he does know who it is. And this is what he says. I wish I knew who it is, said Malfoy petulantly. I could help them. Ron's jaw dropped so that Crab looked even more clueless than usual. Fortunately, Malfoy didn't notice, and Harry, thinking fast, said, You must have had some idea who's behind it all. You know I don't, Goyle. How many times do I have to tell you, snapped Malfoy. And Father won't tell me anything about the last time the chamber was opened either. Of course, it was 50 years ago. So it was before his time, but he knows all about it, and he says that it was all kept quiet, and it'll look suspicious if I know too much. Too much about it. But I know one thing. The last time the Chamber of Seekers opened, a mudblood died. So I bet it's just a matter of time before one of them's killed this time. I hope it's Granger. Ugh. He's such a... How do you hope someone... <laughs> As for me, dies. I hope it's Granger. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. So he, um, he goes, do you, do you know if the person who opened the chamber last time was caught? Is what Harry tells him. He's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, whoever it was was expelled, said Malfoy. They're probably still in Azkaban. Azkaban, said Harry, puzzled. Azkaban, the wizard prison, Goyle, said Malfoy, looking at him in, in disbelief. Honestly, if you were any slower, you'd be going backwards. <laughs> <clears throat> and so I figured we could talk slightly about Azkaban, the wizard prison. First mention, right? I Harry- think so, because Harry doesn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Harry and, and Ron. Just a couple chapters. Harry and Ron are really lucky that well, Crab no and Goyle more. are as Dumb. stupid as they are. Yeah. Yeah. It helps them be so convincing. <laughs> So there's this long article on Azkaban that I'm not going to read the entire thing. I'm going to just read a little bit of it um, on Pottermore. We'll get into that later. <laughs> so it's um, it was created, has existed since the 15th century and was not originally a prison at all. 
The island in the North Sea upon which the first fortress was built never appeared on any map, muggle or wizarding, and it's believed to have been created or enlarged by magical means. The fortress upon it was originally home to a little-known sorcerer called who called himself Ekrizdiz. It's E K R I Z D I S. Um, evidently extremely powerful, but of unknown nationality. He is believed to have been insane, was a practitioner of the worst kinds of dark arts. Um, alone in the middle of the ocean, he lured, tortured, and killed muggle sailors, Ugh. apparently for pleasure. And, not only when he died, the consume, oh, and only when he died, the concealment charms he had casted faded away. Um, then the Ministry of Magic realized that either the island or the building existed. So those who um, entered to investigate refused afterwards to talk of what they found inside. But the least frightening part of it, the place was um, it was infested with dementors. No. So that's interesting that they were like infested. There. Infested. Yeah. Dead. So many in authority thought Azkaban an evil place that best be destroyed. Others were afraid of what might happen to the dementors infesting the building if they deprived them of their home. The creatures were already strong and impossible to kill. Many feared a horrible revenge if they took away a habitat where they appeared to thrive. The very walls of the building seemed steeped in misery and pain, and the Dementors were determined to cling to it. Experts who had been um, who had studied buildings built with and around dark magic contended that um, Azkaban might wreak its own revenge, wreak its own event. Oh my God, I cannot read. Wreck, or is it wreak? Wreck, wreck. W R E A K A K A K Reek Reek Yes Reek its own revenge upon anybody attempting to destroy it. The fortress was therefore left abandoned for many years, a home to continually breeding dementors. So then, I mean, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's long. Yeah. But at the end of this particular article, um, it has J.K. Rowling's thoughts, and it says the name Azkaban derives from the mixture of prison Alcatraz, which is the closest Muggle equivalent, being set on an island and. Ab-Adon, I don't know, which is a Hebrew word meaning place of destruction or depths of hell. So we saw from afar the muggle Azkaban. Yeah, we did. Pretty cool. very foggy. I bet you there were lots of dementors. (sighs) So an island, it's an island prison in the middle of the North Sea for dangerous witches and wizards. Mm -hmm. And there's like another, they have their fact file. Um, type, it's a prison. <laughs> it's like <laughs> residents or owners. Prominent figures who have been sent to Azkaban include Sirius Black, Bellatrix, and Rodolph, Rodolphus mm-hmm. Lestrange, Lucius Malfoy, Rubius Haggard, and Dolores Umbridge, among others. Um, I read this thing that said a Dementor kissed Umbridge and it died. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought it'd be cool to read a little bit about Alcatraz if nobody knows about it. So it's the federal prison on Alcatraz Island in the chilly waters of California's San Francisco Bay. How some of the um, America's most difficult and dangerous felons during its years of operation from 1934 to 1963. Um, then tells about who was there, some people. It says, no inmate ever successfully escaped the rock as the prison was named, although more than a dozen known attempts were made over the years. After the prison was shut down due to high operating costs, um, it was occupied for almost two years by a group of Native American activists. So I think it's really cool that um, in an actual Alcatraz, they had no one successfully escape. Mm -hmm. And until the next book, no one has ever escaped from Azkaban. True. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. So Draco talks freely about how his father wants the heir to get on with it, basically, and that the school needs riddling, ridding of the mug blood filth. 
The ministry raided the Malfoy home the week before, but didn't find much. Um, he's telling them, and there, but there's a secret chamber under the drawing room floor. Doesn't doesn't Ron or Harry go ah or something like Ron that? Ron does. Ron's Ron? like whoa, oh. yeah, because he like. He's like, I'm telling my yeah, dad. Tell dad. <laughs> yeah. My father. My father my. will hear about this. Yes. <laughs> he says, Ron says ho. Ho. Yeah. Ho. That's funny. So they soon realize, Harry and Ron, that they're slowly changing back into themselves and rush back to the bathroom. They use the stomachache excuse to be like, oh, I'm going to go. Bye, Malfoy. But truthfully, they did. They this probably would have had a stomachache at this moment. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> all of them eaten. They did this part so good in the movies. I agree. The transformation back, mm-hmm. I liked it. Skull, skull. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron feels a little deflated, stating that they are no closer to finding out who opened the chamber. But he's going to write his dad about the Malfoy's secret room. They want to tell Hermione um, what they heard, but she won't come out of the stall. She finally slides the lock and opens the door. And Myrtle's, like, gleeful. Yeah. Like, they, I think they even say, like, this is the happiest they've ever seen her. And Hermione let her robes fall, and Ron backed into the sink. Her face was covered in black fur. Her eyes had turned yellow, and there were long, pointed ears poking through her hair. Freaking out because it was a cat hair she used, and Polyjuice Potion is only meant for human transformations. Polyjuice Potion is only meant for human transformations. Mm-hmm. Myrtle is happy because In Hermione's thinks- voice. <laughs> Myrtle is happy because she thinks Hermione is going to be teased something dreadful. Uh. And also, she loves the fact that as they're walking away, she sees that Hermione has a tail. <laughs> and so Ron and Harry take her to the hospital wing. I love at the end how they're like, let's just go to Madame Pomfrey. She never asks very many questions, like trying to console her. Seen God bless she, that woman. Honestly, she I mean, Ron gets bit by a dragon, and she, he's like, it was a dog, dog bite. Yeah. You know, it's fine. So I have a question. So, okay, lightning bolt round. Go. Someone posted when we were talking about taking the polyjuice potion and all of that stuff, Uh that if you were to take it as a werewolf, if you took the fur, would this, like, screw you up like this did Hermione? The fur of a werewolf? Or just, like, the hair of someone who's a werewolf. Like, if you just took a strand of Lupin's hair. But what if you take take Lupin's hair while he's transforming and he's not fully a a vampire? Oh, that too. (laughs) Fully a werewolf. Yeah, no. We talk about vampires. Yeah, what if you have a hair, a mid-transformation hair, and then a post-transformation hair? My brain can't handle any of this. I'm going to guess that, like, if you're a creature that is, like, part human, it's fine. That would be my guess. Because, like, the strand, well, the, I don't know, like, does his does his DNA change when he's transformed? I would guess not, because, See, like, it's always a part of him. So, like, would, even when I he's not know. transformed. I would think it would change. Yeah, because his, his whole, his chemical makeup's changing. He's That's true. Else. That's true. It's like, so, like you, when you're looking your little back. double helix, it's like, into whatever. That's a werewolf. No, I agree. And then it goes back. Yeah, and these are hand motions that no my, listeners can see. My other question is: if you're an animagus, so say like Ooh, you oh, got like Sirius uh, over here, oh, you yeah. take some of his stuff. What are you going to change into? Oh, man, I wish we could try it. <laughs> Do you, Katie? Yeah, because well, man, Pomfrey wouldn't ask a question. That's true. We can't try it with Sirius because he's dead, or Remus Lupin. So that didn't happen. Neither. Oh, thanks yeah. for that downer. Just call me Debbie. We can try it with McGonagall. (laughs) That's true. She's still around. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. And then. I had a question. When you transform, like, if I took hair from, like, a baby, 
And now it's 20 years later. But, like, what if I still have that same baby hair? Am I going to turn into the baby or am I going to turn into the adult? Dear Joe. I think it's the same DNA, so you would turn into what they are at that moment in time. But at the same time, you don't even have to use hair, so it could be any piece of them. Toenail. You (laughs) can do it with some saliva. Probably. Probably. You just need a bit of whoever you're trying to do. I mean, you could do, like, a DNA test. You trying to drink a loogie? Yeah. As if it's not disgusting enough. It's true. It's like mud, isn't it? No, cooked cat, overcooked cabbage. Bleh. Hey, there's worse things. I than wouldn't mine. taste like that. <laughs> um, I had questions too. Mine is pretty simple. Do it. Do you? I don't know if you guys remember this, but when you were reading, I remember Chamber, all things Harry Potter <laughs> for the first time. <laughs> did you think Malfoy was the heir of Slytherin as you were reading it? Yes. I want to say yes. I yeah, because I, I growing up, I mean, oh my gosh, when people were like, Snape's so going to be okay in the end, he, he's going to be fine. I'm like, no. And so, <laughs> I of course, I went with whatever Harry and them were thinking. Because right, I had no yeah. ideas of my own as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I've never read any of these books, so. That's true. She can't even. I want to say, however, Joe, like, wanted your mind to go before it, she, like, switched it. it went, that's yeah. how my brain yeah. went, you know. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, if you could polyjuice potion cross with an animal, what animal would you do that with? A cat. Yeah. Easy. I would say a cat or like a bird because it'd be cool to fly. Hmm. Yeah, but like if you take it, like, but you're like a person animal. Really, a cat? She just like had cat features. So like, would you even be able to actually fly? If she had wings, maybe. I guess, but like, would they? I bet Hermione's balance was amazing because of her tail. True. What uh, animal did you say? I said a cat or Or a bird, bird. but only if it worked properly. Yeah, what kind of bird? Like, if you did penguin, they can't fly. (laughs) Or an ostrich. They can belly slide. Oh, that would be fun. I don't know. Ooh, or I would want to do an otter. (gasps) Pig. (laughs) They're so cute. Would you be like a well-kept pig? Like one of those like teacup pigs that no, people put like, I would clothes be a on? a pig in the mug. A pig <laughs> in. Around, <laughs> around, eating some stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just one that people don't want to eat, though. <laughs> I'm not bacon. <laughs> I would be bear. I'd be Fozzie Bear. Aww. Aww. Gosh, I would have the life. That's really why she's asking this question. She just wants to say she wants to. And it's got to talk about Fozzie Bear. <laughs> Well, I would want to specifically be Iggy, probably. He's got the life, too. Oh, he does. When he sleeps, I wish that I could do that. Just sleep like that? Like, upside down, little I bet things a, out. I bet a cat nap would be the like best cute. sleep of your life. Oh, man. He's got the life. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just give him food. He sleeps all day. Walks Scoop around when he wants to. Scoop. Somebody scoops your poop. Yeah. If you gives me treats when I look cute. <laughs> if you could polyjuice potion yourself into any celebrity, who would you pick? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I know who Katie would pick. I don't envy their lives. <laughs> who would I pick? Only for like a day or like Actually, maybe two I guess hours. she's probably not a celebrity, but I would say Jamie Dornan's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. She is I like an actress, that. I believe. She is. is. Yeah. Amelia? Uh... <laughs> Wishbone. (laughs) (laughs) A person. Darn. You just said celebrity. I don't know. Who do I like? Who do I like, Sarah? Oh, 
you know, I know who you'd have Marty transform into. Probably yeah, Chris you do. Pratt. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Love me some Chris Pratt. <laughs> He's not married anymore. Who? Nope. Uh, what's her face that he makes out with on Jurassic World? Then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. She's Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I guess I can see it now. Yeah. You know, red hair, hand me down rose. <laughs> I don't know who I would be. It's hard because I honestly like I don't envy celebrities' lives. So I'm like, Ugh. I think I'd want to be Emma Watson. Meg, wouldn't you be Taylor Swift? Oh yeah. shoot, <laughs> yeah, I want to play with Meredith and Olivia. Hello, Taylor Swift. Cats. I think I would want to be a guy just for like two hours. Well, who would you be? My first thought was be Chris Pratt to my Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> 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 so weird. I just picture that meme of the little elephant with his nose. Oh my god! I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind being Chris Pratt, but like, I would want to see what it's like to be a guy for like you know an hour. An hour would be sufficient, I think, for that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I'd be over it. Yeah, real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Katie, did you pick? No, she didn't. Oh, I thought it was Jamie for Norman's me. wife. Yeah, because she's an actress. And a singer. <laughs> and a singer. <laughs> I have one more question, okay. and this one's not as silly. But why do you guys think Malfoy Sr. didn't tell Malfoy about Hagrid being the first time? Mm. Oh, he must know. Yeah, like, I you figure he see. would know because he comes maybe to the, the what's it? He's not allowed. Maybe he doesn't know because maybe they, like, kind of kept it as hushed up as possible because mm. did he even go to Azkaban the first time? No. So maybe no. they were, because he convinces Dibbit, him being Dumbledore, convinces Dibbit That's to let true. him on it. Yeah. So maybe they just try to be like, because so you really don't out, think like, he knows? Say, you, say I'm a parent and I hear that he, he let a monster loose that killed someone and he's there we don't know school. that he's innocent yet. True. I would be livid. I'd be like, I want him gone. I mean, yeah. right. he's a person and you don't. Okay. You right. Know. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess I always assumed that Malfoy Sr. like knew I, it all. Yeah, I did too. I feel until like we if, just like had this little conversation here. But yeah. it makes sense that he wouldn't know, actually. If he did know, he would have no problem telling that he to would Draco. Have, he would have, and he would have tried to get Hagrid out even oh, more. Yeah. So, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Hands down. All right. Any other questions for our lightning bolt round? Oh, I do have one. Sorry. Okay, no. I just got Go. real excited. And I need to stop snapping my fingers. I like what it. What color do you think your allergies potion would turn into? And it can't be like we cute did this colors. last time. Can't did be we? cute colors. Yeah. What did I say? I yeah, think, we did colors did and we did what the taste would be. Did we? Oh yeah, because I said, like I said yellow, probably. orange, or pizza. You, you did say gross, pot roast. Though. Like let's do something gross. <laughs> All right. Okay. Like it can't be pleasant. Yeah, a loogie. I don't think even. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we're not. Is it too much? Too soon? Sorry. <laughs> Who do you think would? Okay, go on. Go on, answer this. Then I'm gonna do I have to pick a color? Because that's like a color and a texture. Pick it. You think it's gonna taste so, like boogers? You are gonna taste like boogers? No, I think I'm gonna oh, taste like loogie. sunshine and rainbows. But I can't say. <laughs> you said like it can't be cute. Dust. <laughs> You taste like sudden poo. Like <laughs> Hermione's like, oh Harry, you taste so much better. <laughs> you look much tastier than Oh, you Crab look much tastier. What do I eat Crab a lot of right now? Didn't he has turned like Clementines? Bold? Mine's gonna taste like no, Clementines. No, it has to be gross. What do you uh, Lucas so, is fine. Oh, okay, Lucas. Yeah. I just thought I I thought I had heard boogers, but Lucas is fine. Lukey. But you can't have the same answer either. Ha. Can't take my Lucas. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want them. Yeah, you do. Oh, what a better question is like, what do you think we're each going to taste like? Like not you, but like, what do you? Does think, it have like, to be gross? No, I it has don't to be think. not good. Like you can't be like, I think you're going to taste like, you know, a I chocolate just I just cake. go by what people like eat a lot of. <laughs> like you would probably taste like a really snotty cold brew coffee. <laughs> But it is really good. And I hate to admit that. It is so pretentious. No, I just, you know, the whole thing. I grind my own beans. (laughs) I didn't want to like it. No, I think it's fine. If I, Marty grinds his own beans, I'm cool. So does my dad, but they don't make (laughs) She just wheezed that out. (laughs) No, but no, no. What do you think? What do you think? We all taste like okay, so you're juiceful wise and color, but it can't be like. Can it be literally something I think you would just, taste like? Yeah, it doesn't have to be gross. It yeah. doesn't have to be gross, but I don't want it to be like super good Cause, either. Because if, if I'm going gross with you, you taste like a fart. Yeah, <laughs> I, would say that I would taste like a fart. <laughs> you're a sneeze because you're always sneezing. Oh my god, I don't I know about like- you. Hmm. I'm gonna say cat hair because you're kissing those cats a lot. Oh, That's but fair. Cats smell so good. There's sunshine fur. You wanna eat cat hair? Mm. Sunshine fur. I love whenever I Teddy smells like sunshine like fur. Who? Yeah. Katie? Sweat? She did sweat a lot? I'm not well, sometimes I guess. Like, I know. She would like smell like like BO. Oh. <laughs> Anxiety. Or I like that. That's the way I'm thinking. It's because oh, she gets anxious. So yeah. Katie would smell or taste like BO. Okay. No, there's no between <laughs> sweat and BO. <laughs> because I know. I, I, I think our, our brunch is ready. He Yum! said noon and I heard glass. I smell so. good right now. Anyways. Okay. Uh, good things though? Sure. Cold brew coffee. <laughs> Pumpkin spice latte. Yes. <laughs> That's Megan, by the way, so we know. Sarah was cold brew coffee. <laughs> Megan That's was pumpkin basic spice latte. Notice why you're all like coffee. Katie, I can't. Um, A vanilla winter latte. Winter spice tea. Ooh. Yeah. We're sadly out of that. I would say Katie would be tea because yeah. she drinks a lot yeah. of tea. And I don't know why it all went liquid, but I know that like <laughs> that's like something you guys like are passionate about. So that's my guess. Those are my guesses. Tiffany would taste like water. <laughs> <laughs> She's flavorless and bland. <laughs> she she drinks a lot of water. Grossly would taste like dog slobber yes. and sweat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do, uh, those things happen to me frequently. <laughs> what good thing would I taste like? I said water. But it's hard. <laughs> you got to pick a gross thing. What would you taste good wise let me think you think well it's gonna be kind of gross but like (laughs) it probably would taste like meat (laughs) but i would enjoy that (laughs) you are correct i would probably taste like meat (laughs) i eat a lot of meat yeah you're a big meat eater i'm a carnivore all right like a good you know like a good steak i'm i'm like a good marbled ribeye baby um, Yeah, like when you're watching Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory and Violet's eating the gum. Yeah. And she like, yes. and she's like, oh my God, I can taste the gravy going down my throat like yeah. nice and hot or whatever. I could taste. Like that. Violet, you're a pot roast. Violet. It's me. I think that you would badly taste like baby powder because you're pregnant. <laughs> It does smell sure good, but I can't great. imagine it. Yeah. Would taste so you'd like smell her potion, and be like, "Oh, it's not going to be too bad." And, and then, then you drink it, it's like, like, like chocolate. Yeah. Like Tiffany, 
She looks real nice mm-hmm. on the outside, but she can cut you. Ooh, I'll I'm say, like a Sour Patch Kid. <laughs> I'll say gross. Oh my god. I'd say Ooh, gross. Tiffany sour. tastes like chalk because she's a teacher. Yeah, that's oh, a good. One. Okay. But I like chalky things. Like I like Necco wafers. But like, you, what are you guys saying for me though? Because Tiffany, no, 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 no. She's got to pick a nice thing. I want to hear a nice chalk thing. A nice, nice thing. Oh, that was my gross thing. That's true. Hmm. What I taste like? Probably pot roast, to be honest. <laughs> oh, I know. What? Chipotle chips and verde salsa. <laughs> yes. yes. Actually, that's what she said she wanted her to taste like was the verde sauce. <laughs> I've eaten so much of that lately. <laughs> so that's good. That's funny. All right. Yeah. Who else has to go? <laughs> I've lost Only track. Only one's ever done you. You did all of us. I thought we you. did all of you. Oh, okay. So you. So I have to go. Oh, I did Tiffany. Okay. Yeah, yeah so you Tiffany have to do this. Sarah, one. good taste would be, hmm, an egg sandwich. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> My mouth just... <laughs> <laughs> I love a good egg sandwich. Uh, and bad, I would say a fart, but that's already been said. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> call it call spade, spade here, guys. <laughs> People don't know I do this. <laughs> All exposed now. (laughs) (laughs) Or I would say for me, bad, you would taste like black coffee because I don't like Mm. that. (laughs) Black coffee's so good. So good. Katie. Oh, I have to do Katie. I can do do. Sarah though if you want me to just do that. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, you will. Yeah. (laughs) Finish it up. Um, God, I had one for you and now it's gone. Oh, good would be sausages. Oh, yeah. It had to be said. Bad, like, I mean, I can't get away from what everyone else said. I just can't. She is a fart, guys. (laughs) Wait, I'll just say kimchi. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, Katie, Katie. good. I'm going to say very specifically. This is concerning me because, like, you know, you know me the the most out of anybody, (laughs) so. Good, I would say specifically Twining's. Christmas tea um, with milk and sugar, mm-hmm. specifically. Bad? <coughs> that wasn't because it was going to be like really bad. Maybe it is. Um, I don't know. Katie's like not really gross. Thank you. She's very like hygienic and very... <laughs> I know this is a cop out, isn't it? Yep. You got to answer or we're going to sit here till you do. Uh, Alas. Earwax. Earwax. <laughs> what do you taste mm. like, Fuzzy Bear? What do you like that's gross? I could think of something for you. Salad. No, I could think oh of something my for gosh. you. Black black licorice. <laughs> oh, black licorice. Yeah. Oh, she likes black licorice. It's gross. Not a fan. Those people are few and far between. <laughs> like if you could get her a bag of just black jelly beans. I'd eat them. I'm sure you can get that somewhere. You yeah. can. Yeah. Send them our way because Kate will eat them. Yeah. Blech. Mag would taste good, either like a Reese cup or mac and cheese. Mm, I would like either of those. <laughs> I don't know about, oh, bad it would be socks. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I literally just throw my socks all over the house. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> you know, we all have our vices. Yeah, 
All right, is it time for the fan story? It, it is. is. So this week it comes from Catalina Sampaio. Sampaio? Sure. I don't know. Either of those. So she I says. I like that name, Catalina. Yeah. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. That was my name in Spanish class. <laughs> I forgot that we, had, <laughs> that we did that. So she says, hey, Swish and Flickcast, I'm elated to share my story with you and hopefully everyone else. I'm a junior in high school right now and reading chapter one of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So let's just say my Hogwarts letter came very late. (laughs) It's taken a huge amount of willpower for me not to listen ahead in your podcast episodes, but I've managed to listen to only... Only after oh, I finish so the chapter. Cool. Yes. Oh, well, I hope that we don't ruin things. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm, so <laughs> I'm just sorry. saying, in the very beginning, we said there will be spoilers. Hey, she clearly heard that. So, I know, I know. You know. I had always enjoyed the first movie, but didn't watch the rest of them until now. My my ex boy, (laughs) until now, my ex boyfriend said we should binge watch them in spring break of my sophomore year. I absolutely fell in love with the movies, and thankfully did not associate them with the experience of heartache after my breakup. I finally told my mom I wanted to read this, the books this past February, and she laughed it off, mainly because I've never been an avid reader, unless it was a book assigned to me. So I went out and bought the first book myself and devoured well, it. Well, Swish and Flick has um, assigned these books to you to read. Yes. <laughs> nice. When I should have been reading my nineteen reading 1984 for my AP language class. Hey. Oops. <laughs> Harry Potter's more important. Oh, oh. i stumbled upon your podcast when i was on the quidditch chapter of sorcerer's stone and it has further enhanced my experience of the potter world and heightened my love for the series even though i'm behind you guys behind you guys in your podcast i cannot wait to catch up you guys the books and the movies have really brought joy into a very stressful high school year and i thank you for it keep up the good work p.s Oh, and by the way, I'm a Gryffindor. Yeah, you are. Shout out go, to go, her. Gryffindor. This is amazing to me. Yes. Shout out to her, but junior year is a really hard year. Yeah. So I'm glad that you found an outlet. Yeah. It's crazy. I remember junior year being just like especially stressful. Yeah, because you're like, yeah, you're like in the middle of your high school experience. There's I went a lot to going Ireland on. my junior year. Well, nice. isn't that nice? <laughs> Gosh. This is this is incredible to me though because um, I mean that's why we're doing it you know like yeah. we're doing this for ourselves as much as for anyone else who finds it interesting so yeah. the fact no. that we're <laughs> we don't care about anybody else but <laughs> the fact that we're adding to like your journey in your love of Potter mm-hmm. I have to thank you for that yeah it makes my heart very happy and you're uh, I love that we're reaching like such a wide range like age group yeah, yeah that's it's really right. really cool yeah it's cool because <laughs> like. I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong or if I forget, but is she like the first like high school age student that we've like specifically heard from? from like, what we've heard I from, remember. We've heard from super Little. young kids. Yeah. We've heard from a lot of people my age. We've heard from people older College. than me. Yeah. I don't know if you're like College. my age. We're all pretty much very close in age. <sighs> None of y'all are going to be dirty 30 yet, though. <laughs> Two it's years old, but it's, it's soon. 30 30. Mm. I, I think I'm going to be 29 this year. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> It's just so weird that, like, because I was reading it in high school, that it's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird that it's, It's like, so much older now that there's so much more out there. Yeah. To think that, you know... Yeah. Read them, enjoy them, hope you like us. So... Because we like you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. we do. And your ears. So thank you, Catalina, for sharing your story. Sure. Yeah. And now, we're going to do some shameless plugging. Yep. 
So I'm going to start. Um, this is where we are going to just switch up our episodes a little bit, like we did our social media in the beginning. So we're going to um, plug some other projects that we're working on. Um, in case you're interested. In the end, yeah. in case you want to to learn a little more. In so, case you don't have enough of us in your lives. That's right. There's um, plenty more. There is. This is a lot. <laughs> so I am also a host on a podcast called Box Trick. This is Tiffany, by the way, if you don't know my lovely voice yet. Um, it is all about video games. I'm on the Nintendo portion of the podcast. Um, my friend Matt Brady and I will discuss anything from Zelda theories to what's coming out for Nintendo Direct. Um, Pokemon. And we are currently doing a Pokemon playthrough. Mm-hmm. We uh, Matt is playing red. I am playing blue. And we are doing a playthrough of every game in the series so that's gonna take up a lot of time i love that but uh yeah we're going pretty much gym by gym that's nice um so you can kind of follow along with that we do interrupt um those episodes to do nintendo directs and news that comes out about switch or 3ds stuff i am also on a podcast called rebel watch and that is an all star wars podcast i am going through a journey through star wars as our segment my friend Ezra Kirk and I, um, we're going movie by movie and breaking them down. I am a young Padawan learner, and he is a <laughs> Jedi master teaching me the ways of the Jedi and the Force. So we break those down. And so, yeah, once again, that is Rebel Watch. Um, and so Katie and I also have a couple projects that we do on the side. We've got our YouTube channel, Main Street Nine and Three Quarters, which is basically just following Katie and my adventures through Orlando because we go down all the time, though we don't have any trips planned this year. <sighs> but um, basically, it has to do with anything, things, anything yeah. influenced Disney or Harry or Potter, Harry Potter or Hence just the Universal name. in general. Um, but if you you know go over to our channel. The stuff that's on there now is some of the trips that we did last year. Um, We went and checked out the Hogwarts decorations at Christmas. We went to the celebration of Harry Potter. I just posted our last video on the celebration. So all of our adventures from HP Celebration 2018 are live on YouTube. Um, And then going forward, it's probably going to be like an informational channel a lot until we have another trip planned. We're going to England and Scotland in the fall, and we're definitely going to vlog that entire thing because that has to do with Harry Potter. We're going to lots of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Um, so go over to YouTube, check out Main Street Nine and Three Quarters. We'll link all of these below as well for you guys, so mm-hmm. that you can just click to go to the pages, Podbean, yep. YouTube, all that good stuff. Yep. Uh, Katie, do you want to do our other project? Yeah, uh, we just started up a Disney podcast, Meg and I. It's called Grown Up Kids. So we're doing a chronological analysis of most of Walt Disney's animated, live action, and hybrid films. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. We've only got four episodes so far, but... We're on Fantasia. Fantasia Mm -hmm. was just released last weekend. Um, This weekend is going to be The Reluctant Dragon. So when you're listening to this, The Reluctant Dragon will be live. Yes. And neither of us have seen that before, so that's going to be a fun episode. That's what's half the fun of this podcast. And also, for grown-up kids, we're having a guest for every... A guest or two for every episode. So if any of you guys are Disney fans and you have a a book, I mean a movie, a Disney movie that you're really passionate about, Mm -hmm. hit Katie and I up and we'll see what the schedule is like and see if we can fit you into it Um, because that's kind of the whole concept of it like we want to be on it but we also want a couple other voices with differing opinions or whatever for each episode so yes 
And I have nothing going on. <laughs> trying to figure out my life and what I want to do with it and looking for someone to date me. So if you're single <laughs> and ready to mingle. Yeah. That's do you want to? You can email swishflickcast at gmail <laughs> Do you want to plug any other like just friend stuff like uh, as is podcast? Yeah. So um, Ezra, who's on Rebel Watch with me, is also doing a podcast with his friend Lane um, called Up Talking Tolkien. They are doing a reread of the Lord of the Rings series. They start. They did not start with The Hobbit. So they started with no. Fellowship. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um, and then him and Matt have um, Bend the Knee, bend the which knee. is yep. Game of Thrones. They're reading the book. Mm-hmm. So pretty Sorry much, if you want our group, yeah. represents all fandoms, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Katie and I, Katie and I have um, a friend Peter who does another podcast about Disney called Park Hopper Podcast, where they mm-hmm. just talk all things theme parks. They do a lot of Disney, but they've done some like Universal Disney comparisons, a little bit of Cedar Point talk in there because mm-hmm. one of the guys on it, Dom, is from Michigan, so he's been to Cedar Point. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you guys like theme parks, you can check out Park Hopper Podcast too. Yeah. Basically, uh, we've taken over the podcasting world. (laughs) Uh, All right. We are a podcasting powerhouse. We are. Great Lakes Pod Pod Patrol. I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember what someone said. Anyways, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just my voice. No swiping. <laughs> what? what? Swiper, no swiping. Am I never one? Dora the Explorer. Well, no, I'm, I'm 80. We all realize that. We are around children all the time. All you have to do is they say, like Dora, that's too little. You just say it three times. He goes, oh, man. We watch Pokemon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.